1: Lock
0: on, 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 lock, lock, lock on, lock, lock
1: on, lock on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Lana McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Oning. Landon, the Cowboys are wrapping up training camp here at Oxnard. I believe today is the last day of padded practice. Uh, Once they they play the Saturday preseason game, they will be done going back to Dallas. Is it is this a sad time of year for you? Because I know you look forward to training camp all year long. Or are you just getting anxious for the games to start?
0: Oh yeah, I mean I think at this point, you know, the the transition away. I, honestly, by the end of this for me, I'm I'm tired because it's 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 it is kind of an ordeal. I mean, I live close to Oxnard, but getting out there and getting back is is. Is difficult and so right. I, I, the, I get tired of doing it doing it of the traveling and then you know the excitement for the regular season takes over uh and so it, it is kind of the, the the handoff for me uh emotionally between okay training camp was great I got the information I wanted out of it I'm ready to see some real football now
1: absolutely uh so coming up on today's show, show we're going to do our biggest takeaways from the Cowboys camp in Oxnard but before we do that we're going to just kind of preface this saying We're not going to talk about contracts that's at yes. all. We're not going to talk about Dak Prescott's contract, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Smith maybe getting a contract. There's a lot of other shows you can go. You can turn on any sports show, and I'm sure they're talking about that right about now. You don't have to do that with us. We're going to talk about <laughs> what's actually happening on the field. Uh, and I want to start with maybe the biggest storyline coming out of Cowboys camp, and that's Kellen Moore. Um, there's been from everybody that we've talked to, you've been out there, John's been out there, uh, a pretty noticeable difference between Scott Linehan's offense last year and Kellen Moore's offense this year. Uh, so, Dana, just for the people of me who are just tuning in the first time,
0: tell us what you've seen from Kellen Moore so far in this training camp. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think it's, it's, and this is it's what we described. I mean, I think it's, it's subtle, but the, it's enough that it's going to make, a, 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 I think, a market difference. I mean, the, the difference is not, you know, uh, as stark as, let's say, transitioning to uh, uh, air raid, you know, full air raid all the time where you have five wire receivers. And, you know, I mean, I think it's the formations generally kind of personnel grouping wise look the same i mean they're still running a ton of 11 in practice they're still running i I don't know that they've actually upped the change in um in formation like or they've really done a lot of transitioning based on what we've seen in practice formation wise but like a ton more 11 personnel yeah i mean it seems like it's very similar you know proportions of that now uh, which is fine. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, fine. more compared to last year, because right. because. And let me preface all this by saying. Even last year, I think they wanted to do more uh, uh, 11 personnel, but their lack of wide receiver talent and all the injuries that ended up happening, it kind of precluded that to to a certain extent. Especially
1: early in the year. Yeah, well, especially in training. They just didn't have enough outside receivers.
0: Yeah, well, especially that, yes. So I I, I have seen kind of similar numbers, at least in what they've shown us uh, of deployment of 11 personnel. They use a lot of 11 personnel out here. I think what's different for me, um, is how they're lining up the wide receivers. You know the the kind of splits that are taking. We're seeing more stacked releases, more bunch formations, more uh, tightly compact formations. So you know personnel grouping may look the same, but the thing that is I can't really track because that would be almost impossible without video. Uh, pers- you know how the personnel is being grouped on the field uh, is is. It's hard, like I said, it's impossible to track while you're live there because you're trying to keep track of so much information and watch the play. But I think what I just from my eyeballs I can tell that how they're deploying the personnel is different. And then I think the big thing to me is pre snap motion. Uh, You know, they were somewhere uh, last year in the forty percent range, you know, kind of near league average. And I feel like I got a good sampling size of, of. first team, full pad, you know, full speed reps. Um, mm-hmm. And and they've, they've pumped up their motion almost to 60%. Um, and, and, you know, this is while tracking, you know, also two-minute situations and goal line situations where there's less likely to be uh, pre-snap motion because of the situation. Um, but I think so because of that, I got a good sample size, or, or you know, kind of an accurate sample of of what like you know, kind of game situation would be like. And uh, it, and I will say that it, it, just by, I mean, uh, clearly from my eyes, you know, and, and without having to look at the numbers afterwards, it was easy to tell they're using pre snap motion at a much much higher rate uh, than they were previously and those are all great
1: things for the Cowboys because this is my been my complaint for a long time. You can run the exact same plays, the exact same concepts that Jason Garrett and those guys have wanted to run, but there's ways to spice it up and make it so a defense can't just key on you. I mean for for years we've heard, you know, former coordinators and coaches and players say that the Cowboys were the easiest team to match up against because we knew exactly what was coming. I think Callum Moore is going to do a good job of kind of scheming those guys to be free uh, and maybe keep the, keep the defense on their heels a little bit. Um, I want to move on to some some of those receivers that we were talking about. Uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, Amari Cooper's obviously missed the last, I think, a week or so with a, a heel injury. Um, he's supposed to be fine. We expect him to play in week one. But before he got injured, Uh, the reports at a camp were fantastic nobody was covering him in one-on-ones he basically was winning every rep Uh, and then there's Michael Gallup who we really were hoping to see the leap this year coming into the second year of his NFL career and it appears that he is making that so I'm just curious on your your takes on these two receivers right
0: now I think the thing that you know look Cooper uh, I mean I think he's in for a huge year I I think just with the the improvements that we've seen in in Dak I think whether it's Uh, multiple, you know, throwing with better, with different, more arm angles, I guess is the way to say it, and feeling comfortable doing that, I think that's going to improve Dak's throwing. I think, you know, his ability to kind of throw with confidence, step into a pocket now with confidence, he's kind of shortened his stride a little bit. I I, I think all these things are going to help Dak, and that's going to help Cooper, for sure. Cooper himself, I think he's going to get a lot more, and, and not just more, but better opportunities uh, to, you know, get moved around the formation, opportunities to get uh, against even lesser ta- uh, talent, uh, you know, ways to try to prevent them from double teaming him, that sort of thing. Um, And then I think for Gallup, I mean, I think for Cooper, you know, sky's the limit. I, I don't really know what to say at this point. Like, I'm really excited to see, see what what we see with a whole off season and a whole season of Cooper, uh, I think. Yeah, you know, like I said, they they were the fact that they were able to get what they did out of Cooper mid season, coming in and learning a new offense on the fly and in kind of limited route tree because of that uh, is was pretty impressive. And now that he's had a full off season in the in the playbook and they're designing plays for him, uh, it should be interesting to see. Um, as far as Gallup goes, I mean, I think the guy has been the offensive MVP of training camp. I think it's Kind of hard to argue, argue at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that's really impressed me, and I, you know, everyone's talked about these great catches he's making, and, and all of that's fantastic. And and the talent that he's going against, I mean, you know, a, a Woozy. I mean, I know Byron Jones isn't out there, but a woozy and a Woozy and uh, Lewis are both playing at a very high level at this point. And I think Anthony Brown's having a great training camp too, and he's out there beating everybody. Um, I think the thing that we're not like commenting enough is that since. Cooper has been out for these, you know, eight or whatever it is practices. Uh, Gallup has functioned as the number one wide receiver, and you know this That's offense hasn't too. struggled, right? Like it, right. it, it hasn't. And, and there's no, there's no Zeke. There's no Cooper, and they're going against a good defense. Now I understand the defense is also missing Byron Johnson, and Lawrence. Obviously, that those, those things make a difference. But I mean even without that you saw them go out there and, and, and throw and, and focus be able to focus on getting Gallup the ball over and over again and, and clearly Dak was tending tre- I'm sorry, trending towards trying to get Gallup the ball and Gallup didn't back down. I mean Gallup completely ate up those targets, converted those targets, uh, and made the most of his opportunity. I mean that's I mean, it's, just think about what that means. Like, like I was to say, as this Cooper injury. I mean, it's not a significant one, but maybe a little bit of a blessing in disguise for Dallas because all, it gave all of these guys, they, all of these top end guys, like that, are don't need to be here to be, you know, the, like like Cooper and Zeke and 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 even Zach Martin to a certain degree. Like, if they they, they don't need these these. Practices to get better. They're they, you know they're elite players, top of their line. Like they, they never got out of shape. You know I think a lot of these guys. I mean I think there's they have more practices to get kind of in the rhythm of the offense. Uh, I think it's really great to get these down roster guys all these opportunities. And for a guy like Gallup, I mean, uh, say what you will. I don't know the you know I think Terrence Williams was a pretty good number two receiver at different points. Uh, I, and I agree with that. Yes. Yes. I don't remember to Terrence Williams being able to kind of. Carry the passing offense never, as the never. top end guy the way that Gallup has kind of nonchalantly done in Cooper's absence. Never, and, and that's what I'm talking about with Gallup H- having basically two weeks where hey you're the de
1: facto number one receiver, go out and beat Uzier, go out and beat double coverage. Uh, I, I think this is all these are all good things for for Michael Gallup. And he's, and he's getting the, the targets. Like
0: I mean, he, that's the thing right, is right. that he's he's yes. functioning as the wide receiver. But like beyond that. The, the, he's getting the throws to him and he's converting them, so he's actually functioning in that way. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not Cooper, but I mean, mm. he's definitely doing more than I, I think any of us expected any of these wide receiver twos to do in the absence of Cooper. Really quickly,
1: before we move on, uh, let's say the Cowboys have an injury to Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup during the regular season. Who is most likely to be that second outside receiver? Uh, like, I mean, who, it, who's, who's down in the roster is probably. I, gonna I think be it's it. got to be Cobb. I mean, well, let's, I'm saying like in three receiver sets, assuming Cobb is the inside, and Gallup or Cooper's would be other outside receiver. Prob- who is the next guy that's going to come, in, you know, and replace them? I'm going to
0: guess that it's probably Noah Brown.
1: Yeah, the, Stephen Jones kind of talked highly about him the other day that he's—they still have a lot of faith that he's going to be a, a good player in the NFL. There's no chance
0: it's Tavon? Yeah, I mean, I think it could be Tavon. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think. That's all determining. I, I just I I picked Noah Brown because I think that's a better function of what he does. That's it, probably I, I think it also depends on what outside receiver you're talking about. If it's a Z, I think that then yeah, Austin. I th- if it's an X, I think probably Noah Brown. I, those are fair
1: points. Um, let's talk about the offensive line really quickly. Uh, for me, the big storyline has been Travis Frederick, obviously coming back from his injury last year or from his sickness is really what it was. Yeah. Um, how has he looked to you? Does he look like the same player that we saw in 2017? uh does he is he getting close to that what have you seen so far in camp
0: well to be fair to him too it it, it was also an injury i mean you know he had the sickness and he also had to get rotator cuff surgery as well that's true so so those are things to keep in mind that he's he's got he's coming back from a long road um he doesn't. He's, he's. He doesn't look like the same Travis Frederick yet. I, I think that. I mean, like, just to be completely upfront and honest about that, like, he doesn't look the same as he did when he left. I. I. I have every faith that he will get there because I do see. You know, game to game, practice to practice, improvement from him. Uh, So, and it's market, and it's 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 you know, it's it's not like uh, he's starting. I mean, he is kind of, I think, essentially starting from scratch. But I think he has, like, all the knowledge that he needs to kind of quickly accelerate that relearning process. Okay, can we put this in context a little bit? Like,
1: is he right now at the same level like Joe Looney was at last year, or is he already past that? I think
0: he can... I think he he is an improvement on Joe Looney. But I think that's... As of right now. I, yes, because I think... but I think you has also have to understand the context of the position, okay? Because what the center job is, it's a very cerebral position. I think automatically having... Frederick's brain there is a huge upgrade for at least organizing the blocking scheme for this team Sure. Um sure. And I think that as a pass protector in a double team situation, in a uh, big on big or you know any kind of five man, six man protections, having him in the middle of the field, like he's he is still a good pass protector in in the sense of being a uh, you know a, a guy looking for work, a guy who can help with the double team on 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 these guys. Uh, you know, for what you ask your Sinner to do as a pass protector, I think he's already ready. To, I, I think he's ready to go. It, you know, it's the just thing? the one on one one-on-ones that he's kind of struggling with well, right now? I'm not, no, it's not even one-on-ones, because, like, first of all, I don't even really concern myself with that, because that just doesn't really happen very much. It right doesn't point. matter. Yeah. It's, what I, right. where, he's, where I feel like he's not where he he used to be is he's not quite yet coordinated on the second level. You know what I'm saying? It, and I guess it's it's more just like he... You know, before, he, when he was getting to the second level, blocking linebackers, he was moving with purpose. He understood every single step he was taking. It was right. uh, no waste right. in motion. He, he was able to get where he needed to do and finish the block. Now it, it feels like when there is... Improvisation and happening as he's trying to get to that second level, he doesn't really quite know what to do with his body at times. Whereas I think it happened very naturally for him. He just, I think it's just reps. I think he just needs more and more reps, getting back into those situations, relearning. Oh, this is what I do. Oh, this is what I do. It's not like he's out there and not capable of doing what he needs to do. Like right. I don't think right. he's physically unable to do need to, uh, to do what he needs to do. That's not it at all to me. To me, it's. It's more like he's a a rookie trying to learn what it's like to, to be in those situations again. But the, but the weird thing is that he already has that experience in his mind, so he he's learning it at a much quicker rate than I think even pe- someone who didn't know it in the first place, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be obviously some, I don't even want to say some growing pains, but knocking off the rust for, for Frederick sure. over the first yes. month of the season. Uh, 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 but I, I imagine once we get to late October, early November, he's going to look very close to, if not the same player that we saw uh, earlier in his career. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to defense because I think the defense has been quite, not a surprise, but they've been quite good, Uh, especially the back seven, and that's what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, Landon, in our kind of pre-show meeting, you were saying just how dominant this back seven has been with the depth at linebacker, the cornerback talent they've had, and then the kind of the emergence of Xavier Woods as a star. So just tell me what you've seen so far in camp.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think – Without Byron Jones, even without Byron Jones, you've seen great cornerback play. You know, three and four deep uh, from these guys. I I mean, obviously, Awuzie has been incredibly impressive at different points in this uh, camp. And again, like you know, I think one of the things that's difficult, uh, you know, early on when you start first go start going to these practices, learning, you know, what's good, what's a good play that isn't just a bad play being made by the offense you understand like i mean what's how to separate a a play that is actually a good play by the defense and not just a A bad play by the offense, if that makes sense. And I think the difference there is what you're seeing is woozy is like following guys inside and knocking the ball away. I mean, when other cornerbacks don't have business doing that, you know, his his athleticism is on display in ways that you know. Yeah, sure, he gets beat, but I think a lot of these times, you know, these these drills are slanted towards offense. You know, you know the one on one drills. That's not really fair for defensive backs necessarily. But what we are seeing is in team, he's competing. He's getting his hands on balls and then I think you're seeing it down the line too with guys like Jordan Lewis who are, are making plays intercepting the ball causing fumbles Anthony Brown is sticking on people really well he's clearly looking for a contract um, guys like Donovan Alumba and 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 Mike Jackson who have uh, you know are kind of younger players are sh- showing out you know not not consistently because they're young players but I think you know showing that they have something there that's worth trying to you know, further mine. And I think that what we've seen too is that they have a little bit better safety depth than I think that they anticipated, and maybe coming from uh, spots that we didn't necessarily expect. I mean, I, you know, I think they really like Darian Thompson, and then he's been out here playing a lot, and um, uh, he's he's been a guy that that has been. Higher on the depth chart than I think a lot of us anticipated. Uh, and I think we, what we've seen is Donovan Wilson really start to kind of come alive now that the pads have come on. So. Uh, he might be the player I'm most excited to
1: see on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I mean, again. Just
1: because of, you know, what we saw in the first preseason game. I'm, I'm just
0: curious to see how he looks. Maybe they're going to give him more reps this week. I, I think he deserves them. Yeah, I, well, I think a lot of the. I mean, there's. There's only so many reps to go, go around, so I, I think it, I mean I, I mean that actually the opposite of as I said. There's only so many right. players to go around at this point. Right. They for you. all these reps because there's there's so many injuries. So I, I don't th- I don't think the healthy people on this team are going to have problems finding snaps. Uh, this this week at least, so uh, I think that'll, that it will be interesting to see someone like Donovan Wilson get some more reps. Because, and then I guess you, know, you talk to linebackers. I mean, that, obviously you see what Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are. You get excited about that. I just think that this is a team that is another year playing together with all, you know, bringing back basically all your starters. Uh, another year in this in the system. Uh, I just think this is going to be a very difficult team to try to get to move the ball on.
1: Um, did you see that move Tony Pollard put on Leighton Van Der Esch the other day in practice?
0: <laughs> I mean, he exploded no. out of that out of that break, man. I mean, I tell no. you, he's he's going to be special, man. And there's a reason that that like they got him out here and every single every single day they just kind of give him a little bit more, a little bit more. I think they, they wanted to kind of ease him into first team reps, and then they got so excited by what they saw that they just gave him all the first team reps, you know. And it's I, I think. It, Those Alvin Kamara comps aren't going away. Not not if he's going to keep doing doing stuff like like that, they aren't. No, 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 no,
1: no. Um, Lastly, we need to talk about the the Cowboys special team situation. Uh, Brett Maher has been a little bit of a roller coaster in camp. Uh, Every day it seems like he's 5-6. Some days he's 6-6, but when they get to team periods and they get to stuff where they need him to make a field goal on a two-minute drive, that's where he can be shaky, especially at distance, distances that he should have no problem making. We're talking about field goals under 40 yards. Um, I, I think this is slowly going to be start becoming a, a bigger issue for the Cowboys. We're going to have a couple more preseason games. I'm sure the Cowboys are going to
0: give them lots of opportunities. But where do we stand right now with Brett Marland? Let's let's properly context this, okay? Because the 5 of 6 with the occasional 6 of 6 days, that's not really a problem. That's That's, pre- that's pretty good. That's okay. That's what we're looking for. What what or or at least that's what we expect. What we don't expect is these misses in the specific scenarios, the game scenarios, the pressure scenarios that they're putting them in. The short kicks; those are problematic. We've we've had this discussion before, so we'll, we'll rehash that side of it before. But obviously, that that presents its own set of issues as far as that goes the it's not that the problem is becoming more of a problem. It's not that this is becoming more and more of an issue. The issue is still the same. It's that as we get closer and closer to the season, it, it, we, we get closer and closer to when we have to address this problem. Right now, you know, look, they'll probably uh, they'll do a padded practice today, the last one. They'll have a travel day, and then they'll have an extra day. I would not be surprised if after practice or before practice today they were trying out kickers you know what i'm saying like just to kind of mm. get an idea of who's out there and then you let you go out there you see what uh mar does in this next game you give him another week you see what you've got you then by then you've got still got 2 weeks left you don't need to bring this guy in to uh to, you know, to, to learn in the offense or whatever. He's, he's coming in here to kick. So at that point, you see what the situation is. I mean, let's also keep in mind, Minnesota just traded a fifth round pick for a kicker. To, in order to get, you know, because Dan Bailey has been giving them issues over there.
1: Hey, can we re-sign Dan Bailey? Again? That sounds fun. I mean,
0: that's someone actually brought that up. Like, someone actually tweeted that. Like, when they when they saw that he went seven for seven in, in, in yesterday's practice, they're like, "Man, look at Dan Bailey." I'm like, "Did you not read the story <laughs> where they literally gave a fifth round pick to a, a team for another <laughs> kicker in order to replace Dan Bailey?" So yeah, but did you see Dan Bailey's
1: holding on field goals now? Oh my. What? That's a real story. He's holding on field goals for this other guy.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That's totally funny. <laughs> Alright, well, anyways, you know, like look, I, I think <laughs> I hate kickers, man. man they suck. I, this is so, that's really th- what it th- is. I think that's <laughs> the point. Yeah, that's the point. Is that kickers suck. So don't stop looking for good kickers. They're, they're, they don't really they don't really exist all the time. So, you know, like no. I mean, like, get a manageable one. Pick your poison. Choose your poison. If you get a guy who is you know going to be inconsistent? You need to choose whether you want him inconsistent underneath you know, uh, uh, forty yards or inconsistent above forty yards. And is that person kicking <laughs> off or not? That's the other thing that people need to remember: is that you can't just hire a field goal kicker uh, who who can't kick off, you know, who can't manage to get the ball into the the end zone because then you're otherwise you're going to have to add another roster spot, which you can't afford for a freaking kicker. So. Uh, I think it's not that the problem is getting worse. It's just that we're getting closer to having to the point where we have to solve the problem if we have to solve the problem. Kickers are the absolute worst. I hate that we have to devote four minutes every
1: single show to them, but, hey, we we do. We're probably going to have to do it all season long, but it is what it is. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Lane at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.
0: Hey, Prime members,
1: you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.